and start your engines. Uh, here's the way about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, this is going to be a huge one. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you right now tonight and say this right up front, that this may be my last show. Uh, I've been in broadcasting since high school. I've hosted numerous live programs over the years on various radio networks. I've had a national radio show. I've had a national television show. I've done a lot, so I have no complaints, and this may be my last show. And not by my own choice. Not by my own choice, but, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here. And I'm just being honest with you. Um, We have learned that... Basically, this this new environment of shutting people down, I'm probably going to be one of those people that gets shut down very soon. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably still keep writing books. Maybe I'll find some other way to to broadcast. Uh, I'm not really sure what will happen. Uh, But, for example, we're being told this week that if anybody uh, questions the election results, uh, on a video like this that's going out over, you know, all the platforms uh, that, that you'll get a strike and you do it a couple of times and you're gone. And so, you know, one of my thoughts was maybe what I need to do is find out what all of these these topics are that I can't talk about and just avoid them and then keep doing the show. But I said to myself, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to betray myself by doing that. I don't want to betray you, my listeners and my viewers by doing that. So the chips fall where they fall. I'm just going to say what I say. And if I disappear one week, I'm gone. Um, I'm, I'm aware I'm getting, getting all the messages from you guys about rumble and these other alternative sites. And that's all well and fine. Um, But I will tell you that these alternative sites are not, Rumble is fine, but they're they're just they're not up to speed, really, like similar to what YouTube has to offer. Some of these other sites um, are just like, you know, where YouTube was a few years ago. Live broadcasting is not an option. So I'm not saying that I'm going to give up. I'm, I'm, I'll try some of these alternatives uh, if I get shut down. I'll try it, but I'm just I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know. And I will tell you that. Uh, in my 56 years on this earth, uh, you know, some of you are a lot older than me and have a lot more life experiences than, than me. But, you know, I've been here more than a half a century. I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen it. You know, I, I grew up in Chicago, which is a very political town. Uh, you know, I remember at my house hearing the loud debates over politics and my dad was a member of the union and what was going on with the union and 
all of this stuff and emotions certainly got very heated and people were very passionate in their their arguments and their debates. But there was never a thought that if I disagree with you, I'm coming to shut down your business. I don't think anybody even thought that way. Uh, and this is sort of a new phenomenon, but it's not it's it's new for America, but it's really not new in world history. If you study world history, this is a pattern that has been repeated probably thousands of times where basically what happens is within a nation, you have a group that gets together that has a slight majority and that majority then lords over with tyranny, the slightly smaller group. And we've seen, you know, these civil wars all over the world. Uh, what happened, you know, in Yugoslavia, this is a pattern. And, and what happens is when evil people are in the position to have power, you know, you really get to see someone's character when they have, when they're in power and you didn't see conservatives or Trump or when Trump, you know, his first two years had the presidency, the Senate and the house, you didn't see Republicans going out, shutting down ABC news because it was liberal or shutting down CNN. We just don't think that way. We don't, we just don't think that way, but this is kind of the new normal. Now, let me say something right here in the beginning. If you are a person that advocates violence as a resolution to any of this, if you're a person that was involved with violence last week at the Capitol, I do not want you as my friend on Facebook. I do not want you as one of my followers on Twitter or Parler or, or even a listener to this program. I, I don't want you. I'm not going to ban you. I, I just don't want you. That's not what we're all about. And if you're if you're smart and you already see what happened, uh, you know, over all these years that Trump has been in office. There's 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 rarely ever any violence that takes place uh, and millions upon millions upon millions of people have gathered together at rallies where Trump has been there and Trump has not been there. It's been sort of in his name. And this is not what Trump people do. Um, we still, we don't know exactly who these people were that they did what they did in the Capitol, what their motivations were, but we certainly don't support that here at all. And it, it, it plays right into the liberals playbook because even though, you know, I mean, we can look back and we live in the world of, of everything being upside down. We've gone down the rabbit hole, right? So we've got these massive violent protests going on for the last year where we're literally no exaggeration. Cities are being burned to the ground. Targets are burned to the ground. They'll go in and destroy a Walmart. All of this happens in all of these major cities. And, and then this event happens uh, in Washington, D.C. And now all of a sudden you've got this this outrage about uh, riots and violence, which I've been saying from day one. And, and so have conservatives that there is no place for violence in our political disagreements. We settle those. At the ballot box, if we disagree with how elections are run, we go to the courts 
this is not a banana republic. This is not how we solve things in the United States. It's not part of our tradition. It's not anything that our founding fathers would have suggested that people do. And, uh, you know, in my mind, it, it does nothing but play into the liberals playbook for this violence to occur. But let me let me start with this. I'm honestly still trying to figure out and I've listened to Trump's statement uh, that he made um, at the event. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly what Trump said that was supposedly a suggestion or a directive to anyone to commit violence. I've listened to the statement over and over again, his, his speech. I, 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 I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Now I want to read to you the section of the speech that the media and the left are pointing to saying that this is the cryptic dog whistle that told people to break into the Capitol and to commit violence. So I want to read this to you. And this is, I'm not kidding you. This is actually, they'll put this up on the screen and they'll read this and they'll say, you see, you see where he told people to do this. It's, it's literal insanity, but let me read it to you. And, and maybe, you know, where it is in there, because I certainly am not smart enough to figure out where the secret hidden message is. Maybe it's one of those deals where you've got to record it and play it backwards <laughs> like they did back in the days of, uh, you know, the, the, the demonic rock and roll, uh, record movement. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe there's, uh, a cipher that I need to be able to interpret this. Uh, you know, let me just read it to you. So th these are Trump's words, and these are the words they're saying where he gave them the signal to do what they did on Capitol Hill. Quote, so we're going to, we're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue, and we're going to the Capitol, and we're going to try and give. The Democrats are hopeless. They're never voting for anything, not even one vote. But we're going to try and give our Republicans the weak ones because the strong ones don't need any of our help. We're going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you all. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you all for being here. This is incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so hidden in there, somewhere hidden in there is the order to go to the Capitol and break down the barriers and the front door, which, by the way, I don't want to go out into Alex Jones land here tonight. Okay, but I, I saw one video and then I saw about five videos, so I know I'm not losing my mind. I know these videos are real. I saw five different videos where the Capitol Hill police removed barriers and let people in through the barriers. And then I saw a video where they actually open up the door, the front door to the Capitol and let them inside. Now, I don't know what that means. You know, I, I, I'm not going to conclude anything from that. I'm, I'm not going to say that that somehow the Democrats uh, rigged it so that those people would go in and they would, these people are, are uh, some somehow infiltrators. I, I don't know any of that. I don't know, but uh, we've got weird things going on here. We've got the, um, the, the Capitol Hill police chief uh, has resigned. Uh, we even have Democrats 
uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, Schultz is calling for an investigation into what she's referring to as inside help that these protesters, these rioters got to get into the Capitol. And I, you know, I don't know. I was talking to my wife about this. I've been in the, in the Capitol many, many times over the years. If I were at the Trump rally, which I was not, and they were holding this historic uh, opening of the uh, elector or electoral votes um, and the vice president was there and all of this stuff that was going on. And if I happened to be there and the police waved me in, I would have gone in. Now, call me naive and stupid. I, you know, I guess my picture would have been on TV. I would have been a wanted federal fugitive. I wouldn't have done anything other than just go in and watch because I would have thought this is pretty cool. Uh, they're they're opening the doors. They're waving me in and I get to go in and watch this. That's that's kind of how I am. I'm a curious guy. I, I like to go to stuff. I've been in the chambers many times of Congress. I think it's fascinating to watch how our government works. Um, of course, if somebody said to me, you're not allowed in here, I wouldn't go in. I, that's, you know, the other reality. But if if a police officer, multiple police officers in uniform waved me in, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I might be uh, taken away by the FBI tonight. I mean, they might be <laughs> breaking down the doors in the middle of my show. I mean, this is what confuses me. And I'm not I'm not going into Alex Jones land. I don't know what that means. I just think it means there's a lot more here that we don't know. I think it, it at least means that. But then again, we live in this world where we can't ask questions. You can't say anything about something like that, because then what, what happens is then the liberals can decide what you meant by it. Right. So when Bernie Sanders, uh, a campaign worker and supporter of Bernie Sanders, went to that baseball field and, and shot Steve Scalise and others in that mass shooting, no one blamed Bernie Sanders. And I, I don't understand this whole concept of if a person does something wrong, if they commit violence, what we then do is we blame someone that that person claims inspired them. Right. So, uh, you know, look at, uh, the uh, assassin of, of John Lennon. He was inspired by the book Catcher in the Rye, right? Mark David Chapman, Catcher in the Rye. So did we ban Catcher in the Rye? Did we say that all novels must be taken off the shelves, that this author is is behind this violence? We, we would never think that, but we're in this kind of insane world where that's how we think. So the first thing the media does when someone does something stupid and violent is they go to the voting records to see how that person voted and then attribute, of course, if it's if it's a conservative, they do this, not if it's a they find out it's a liberal, then that's the end of the story. But if it's if it's a person that voted Republican or who was a conservative or a Trump supporter, then that's the headline. You know, Trump supporter did X, you know, and it's that's just a weird world to live in. Right. <laughs> I mean, as a public person myself, I mean, somebody might, you know, watch my show. And go do something terrible and and then say something I said was a secret message to them to go do some crazy thing. And then I'm I'm canceled for life, I guess. That's that's how this works. 
But again, I, 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 I listened to this multiple times. I don't hear the command to go and destroy the Capitol or commit violence. These were just really nutcases, these people inside there. I watched some more of the video today. One guy walking around with a bunch of uh, tie wraps like, you know, <laughs> that you're going to he what was he going to take hostages? I mean, this is just insane insanity. Uh, it was total insanity. And what good would that have done anyway? I, I mean, were did they really think that this was like capture the flag if they got into that building and somehow you got some of the leaders together that they would get them to cry uncle. And then all of a sudden uh, that would give Trump four more years. I mean, it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts and only makes sense in the world of crazy people, which is why Trump is too smart to have told people to do that. And he didn't tell people to do that. It just, the, there's nothing in his remarks that tell people to go and do this to commit violence in the Capitol. It's it's complete insanity. But this is just the world that we're in. Now, I want to take a few minutes here before L.A. Marzulli joins us. And I want to talk about what's going on with deplatforming. And I want to warn you first, before I even get into this, um, I don't think Parler is just going to be fine in a week. Okay? And, and let me tell you why. And, and let me tell you why this might be a very long battle for Parler. But let's start by going back to uh, how this all began. Somehow we ended up with four or five companies that control the entire Internet. So you've got Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube and Instagram. You've got these, you know, four or five companies uh, in Amazon. People don't realize this. You know, you buy books from Amazon, the big screen TV from Amazon, but you don't realize that their their AWS service, that that cloud technology they have, that's a very big part of their business. And and so many, many, many companies use Amazon as their cloud host uh, for their online business. So in any case, there was a time when you got kicked off Twitter. You got kicked off Facebook, but you could go with an alternative. And people said that, well, you know, don't don't cry about spilled milk, Jim. You, you know, you could if you're kicked off of this, you can go over to this other one. There's a bunch of these other ones that no one's ever heard of and that you can move over to that. And and obviously that's not a great option. I mean, if you're someone that's on YouTube and you've got hundreds of thousands of followers or on Facebook or on Twitter, I mean, people spend money. I mean thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars to build up these followings on these uh, sites. And then they're just told one day you violated our terms of service and you're done. And we won't even tell you what term or what, you know, what, what exact thing you did, what term of service you violated. You're just, you're, you're done and you don't get a hearing. You don't get a court uh, case. It's you're just done and that's it. Go. You just got to go start over again, doing something else. Now, so it would be one thing if they said you're kicked out and you got to go find one of these other alternatives. And that's what people have been saying for years. Well, just go to Parler, go to MeWe, go to some of these other ones. There's a lot of them out there now, but a lot of them are not, you know, they're just not up to the same level as some of these others. And, and that's OK, because, you know, you've got to support them now early on and then they'll, they'll get bigger and better. But now what they're doing is they're saying you're kicked off. And we don't want there to be any alternatives for you. And I mean, 
it's and it's not just social media. Because when you start thinking about what these five or six companies control, it can tr- they control everything. So you might be thinking, well, you know, the the app for Parler is now going to disappear from uh, the the Apple store and also from the the Android uh, operating system, the Google store. So you're not going to be able to have the, the app. OK, so some people are saying, oh, no big deal, because we can just go on the phone and just go to the parlor dot com, save it to our homepage and then just use the desktop version of it on our phone. No big whoop. So we can do that. But then we find out that, no, that's not where it ends, because then uh, Google and Apple went to Amazon, which has the AWS hosting, and they got uh, Amazon to shut off the hosting for Parler. So Parler loses its two apps, then it loses its host. And I'll tell you what, I, I do part, I, part of what I do for a living uh, is I actually teach internet uh, technology. I, I teach an online class on this. I also have, you know, worked as a consultant in this, this field. So I know a little bit about it. And I can tell you that even a small business, like if you have a local dentist office or a local retail shop, a small business, uh, taking their website offline and moving it to another host is a really big deal because it doesn't always move correctly. And there's all kinds of errors. And I'm talking about like just a small business, I can't even imagine what it would be like to move something, uh, you know, monstrous like Parler to move that to a whole new server. And Parler's already saying they're going to be down at least a week. But let me tell you how it gets worse. So they take away Parler's two apps. Then they go to Amazon and get Amazon to shut off the hosting. So now they have to find a new host. But it gets even worse because now what we're hearing is that They've gone after Parler's ability to uh, the credit card processing for for Parler is going to be uh, shut off if it's not already shut off. Their email uh, server is shut off. Um, they're going after their banking relationships. That's going to be shut off. They won't have a place to, to do any banking. Um, and, and it gets it, they go further than that. Uh, the next thing is they would go to where your building is, where you're leasing your building. And they would then get the people leasing the building to you to get rid of you out of the building. Um, they might even go so far as to try to get the local uh, service providers for your Internet, your high speed Internet to get that shut off as well. And, 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 and then they even go to your house. They even go directly to your house like they did with uh, Josh Howley and, and they've done it with with Tucker Carlson. They actually go to your house and get you run out of your neighborhood where you live. Uh, so there's there's no end to it. There's no end to it. And I'm I'll tell you one thing I'm really surprised about. I know people hate Trump. A lot of people hate Trump. A lot of people hate conservatives. A lot of people hate Christians. But I thought that there would be some fairly significant percentage of liberals, maybe a third, maybe a half that would say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This has gone too far. I disagree with these people, these crazy Christians, these crazy Trump people, these crazy conservatives. I disagree with them, but we can't do this. This is not what Americans do. We're not going to like literally run people out of business. But there are crickets. There are crickets. They have united and decided 
that if you don't drink the Kool-Aid and think like they think, you do not have the right to free speech anymore. And I said this, uh, I've said it on several shows lately. I'm going to say it again tonight. Mark of the Beast. This is the precursor to the Mark of the Beast. Make no mistake about it. Now, you can be on the left and a liberal and decry violence. And you may not consider it violence unless somebody is physically hurt, right? Or, you know, a building is is affected. You know, somebody burns a building. That's violence, obviously. Someone burns a car. You know, BLM. You know, look it up in the dictionary. Violence. BLM, Antifa, okay? But in my world... I don't know about you, but in my world, it's pretty darn violent to wake up in the morning and your bank account is closed, that your hosting provider is gone, that your apps are banned from uh, the app store, that your lawyers are are intimidated to resign on you, which happened with Parler. They don't even have lawyers, I understand. Uh, your banking is gone. Your credit card processor is gone. You may not consider that violence, quote unquote. I do. I mean, think about it like this. Think about it in the terms of just you as a person. Whether you're watching tonight, you're a conservative or you're a liberal, you wake up tomorrow morning and let's say you go to bed tonight and you've got a couple thousand dollars in the bank and uh, you're going into work tomorrow and uh, everything's good. You wake up in the morning, all of a sudden your bank account is closed. You've got an email that you no longer have a bank account and all the bills that you paid with the money in there, all those checks are going to bounce. Then you're like, Oh wow, this is terrible. I've got to find a new bank. And then you start calling and find out that no bank will take you. And while you're making those phone calls, all of a sudden your phone is blinking and it's your boss calling you from your place of employment. And they say, well, look, uh, we heard that you are, you know, this kind of person that, that we don't really want to associate with and uh, don't show up for work today. Uh, you, you know, you might as well not show up uh, to work today. Uh, it, it, it goes on and on and on. I mean, look what they did in California. Uh, if you didn't obey the COVID rules, they, they would literally shut the water off at your business or shut the electricity off. These people will go to absolutely no, there's no end to it. So what I'm saying with parlor and I'm, I'm with, I have par, a parlor kind of had one for a few months and, and I hope they're able to come back from this, but I don't know in our legal system and Devin Nunes is calling for a Rico investigation into this, but this is the mafia, isn't it? That all of a sudden Trump is thrown off of Twitter and then the word is he's going to move to parlor. And so all these, this tech mafia gets together and says, okay, well, we'll take care of that. We'll shut down Parler. Now think about this. What if Parler was a big publicly traded company like a Facebook or like a Twitter or even like a Walmart? Okay. And, and, and let, let's say that, that tomorrow, that tomorrow we hear that Walmart is forced offline, that, that Walmart cannot do any more uh, online business, that they've lost their hosting. And then also that Walmart cannot collect any money from you anymore by credit card. So when you go to your Walmart, so, we're sorry, we can only take cash right now. Then you go to Walmart and the power is turned off 
Or are you going and they say, we're sorry, we can't do anything because our we don't have Internet or all of our technology is gone. You would be talking about billions of dollars, billions and billions of dollars of shareholder value that would disappear from the stock market. Right now, because Parler is not a public company, that's not an issue in terms of it doesn't involve thousands and thousands and thousands of investors, but it does involve the owner of Parler. It does involve his employees. It does involve like the seed capital investors, which I know there are millions and millions of dollars invested by the seed capital investors in Parler. And one of those people is Dan Bongino. But but is this I mean, watching tonight, even if you're a liberal, even if you don't like what I have to say here tonight, do you really want to live in, in an America where I'm shut off because you don't agree with me? I mean, the Constitution aside, our founding principles aside, wouldn't that be a boring life to live? Wouldn't it be a boring life to live that the only voices that you can hear going forward are liberal voices? I think they tried that once. It was called Air America Radio. Nobody listened. <laughs> At a minimum, give us conservatives credit that we're pretty darn entertaining, right? And, and Trump, uh, that he keeps things interesting. But, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm laughing here because this is just surreal to me that we're now living in a world where in a 24-hour period, Parler loses everything. Now, let me, I'm going to, before we go to Ellie Marzulli, I want to tell you the scariest part of this. So let's say Parler, they find a bank that will work with them. They find new lawyers. They find a new hosting company. They somehow figure out maybe a workaround with the apps. I know with Android, there's a way you can get the app on your phone, even if it's not in the Google Play Store. I know that's not the case with iPhones, but let's say they work out all of that stuff. And it's like a week or two down the road and everybody's, you know, cheering like, hey, Parler's coming back online today. I'm going to be able to use Parler. Let me tell you what the, the last the last straw is. And there is no return from this. And it's literally a couple of keystrokes on the computer. They take away their domain name. Now, it's going to happen. It may not happen in this particular case. But that is the ultimate final chess move. That is that is checkmate. That is when I get the email that says ChristianMoney.com is no longer owned by you. You're done. And that's it. Then I'm I'm done. I, people say, well, you can go start another one. Uh, why would I do it, though? Because why would anyone build anything that someone can just take away from them with a couple of keystrokes? And that's when the world changes. And. It, it's not an unusual thing. I mean, uh, just just do some research. The government regularly does this in criminal cases, in cases where there's a, an issue of national security. They literally can just, boom, take a domain away. The ICANN system can just erase you from the Internet by taking your domain. And then there is no recovery from that. I mean, you could start a whole new deal, but if they've already got you in their sites, they'll just take your next domain away. And then it literally becomes just a ban from the Internet altogether that somehow they want to create a system where where when you go online, you have to use a thumbprint or somehow identify yourself. And if you don't do that, uh, if you don't play ball, follow their rules, then you're not going to be able to even go online. 
one last thing I'll say uh, to you on this, uh, the National Association, uh, National Association of Realtors, your real estate agent, the NRA, the National Association of Realtors, uh, just announced this week that they're now going to set up rules of ethics for real estate agents regarding um, what they say on social media. So that means that if you engage in speech that they don't like, uh, you're done in the real estate business. You're kicked out of the realtors. You can't be a realtor anymore. Now, now this is not this is not going to be limited to realtors. It's going to be across all industries. And uh, uh, I'm already saying mark of the beast. This is not the mark of the beast, but this is exactly the the blueprint for the mark of the beast. This is the precursor to the mark of the beast. You will not be able to buy or sell. And of course, you know, the revelator, John was not, you know, able to look ahead and see the internet and credit card companies and banking and all of this stuff. But, but in a nutshell, that's what it is, right? I mean, you're, you're basically deplatformed and you're done. And, and that's because you say something they don't agree with. Now we, we don't agree with the violence I think people that are out using social media to like get groups together to commit violence, I think they need to be shut down, including BLM and Antifa and anybody else that's using social media for that. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just this wide definition of, quote unquote, hate, which applies to basically anything that they disagree with. All right. I have gone too long. I'm going to go ahead and refire the open. Our good friend, Ellie Marzulli is holding. I can't wait to talk to him because he's such a great guy. Uh, got so much more insight than I do about all this. And uh, uh, we'll get what uh, his thoughts are here in one minute after we refire the open. We'll be back with our special guest, L.A. Marzulli. Stand by. Bye.